You're listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan. As always with me is Brandon Piller on the heels of a 2-1 Tampa Bay Lightning win against the Ottawa Senators. The home team prevails in each of these two games against each other. But, Pilsy, the Sens, they still win on aggregate. (laughs) Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. And, hey... You know, uh, you tweeted, Ross, there's no shame in this loss, that's for sure. When anytime a top pairing defenseman goes down within the first half of the first period, you're not exactly uh, set up for success there. But you got to, this is when Thomas Shabbat shines, though. And I think he was, other than goalie friendly show, Anton Forsberg, he was arguably the Sens' best player. And that's because he's used to playing 30 minutes a night. Like any other team would be like, okay, we're really leaning on this player now. Thomas Shabbat is like, Finally, I'm getting the minutes I'm used to. Like, what the heck was uh, with playing 20 minutes a night? So, really, this is a good all-round team effort. And, yeah, no shame in this loss whatsoever. Thomas Shabbat finished the game with 30 minutes and 6 seconds. And it would have been higher if not for a 2-minute penalty in the third period. Questionable at best. It's a one-goal game. There's back and forth action, so much speed. This was just a well-played hockey game, I thought, from start to finish. And we're going to get through it all. But I thought that was one of the biggest moments in the game. Thomas Shabbat sprawls out to stop a two-on-one rush. That's a play that happens quite often in the game of hockey. And it's very rarely called a penalty. Yeah, I think the issue there, Ross, and if I'm remembering correctly, is he didn't quite get puck on that, right? Like, if he would have got puck first, then tripped him up, I, I see it. But... From Tampa's standpoint, he didn't touch the puck first, and he trips him up. So I can see the penalty there. Hard for the ref not to call that. How about Mitchell? He knows this all too well because that was my next line. We don't talk about the refs, but if we did, the refs were absolutely trash tonight. Pilsy, that's, that's what, three straight penalties they took in the second period, two more uh, towards the end of the third. And, yeah, if you're going to call everything, sure, call everything. But then – What's the play on for, uh, Formanton when he's going down the ice uh, the other way? Yeah, Formy definitely was uh, made it very clear he wasn't happy about that. And man, the F- Formanton and Brown, they had a handful of chances uh, shorthanded. Like they're really ramping up the offense on the PK. And that was in a crucial moment. And Formanton with the nice patience and awareness to float around Connor Brown and the defenseman instead of waiting for him to get more open. And it opens that lane up. Waits for Vasilevsky to get way too far to the crease and almost sneaks that pat or uh, that shot past him. But Vasilevsky gets a pad on it, so that was very close there. Yes, the highlight of the night easily Thomas Shabbat's goal. Pilsy walk us through that. Ridiculous. That's a way to score your first. It was almost like he'd been waiting for a special moment. Absolutely, yeah. We thought the hockey gods robbed him of his first goal because we're like, oh man, it was a great slap shot. Gord Miller had the call. It was in front of John Cooper. Well, luckily he had a chance to do that again, Ross. And I can't think of a better goal from the Sens all year. Like off the top of my head, recency bias, obviously. But that was incredible because... So much happened on that play. you got to appreciate the smooth skating of Thomas Shabbat at all times. And Ryan McDonough wasn't doing it in that moment. But there's also hockey IQ involved in this play too. Because Brady makes a smart play and heads into the zone thinking that Norris is going to chip the puck off the boards and get it to him. But he doesn't. That happens. But right away, Brady knows, okay, Shabbat's got it in the neutral zone. I need to get out of here because I've seen how this guy skates in practice. And he's going to be entering the zone soon. Shabbat knows he needs to give him time. Heads wider 
to give him that time, times it almost perfectly. And by that point, McDonough is not ready for what uh, Shabbat just cooked up. He gets a, a skate around him, drives wide, nice little quick move, and then how about going top cheese on that one? That was an incredible goal. And all you have to do is look at Drake Batherson's face after in the Sally huddle because uh, he was pretty excited for Thomas Shabbat. And that's a way to open your account for the season. Oh, my God. Yes, it was. Patrick Weldon writing in saying that the Ridley Gregg preseason goal was a better highlight. You and I had quite the view of that one, sitting about 10 rows away from Ridley, going outside in, around, up, and over the shoulder of Eric Comrie. But this is right there. I think that we're going to get into this more on the show because I want more time to think of the other goals. But another one that stands out is the first of Drake Batherson's three during his hat trick where he was patient against Washington yeah. and just held it, held it, held it, held Wait, it. And then are you talking about Pittsburgh? No, Washington, I think. Oh, he had a goal like that against Pittsburgh, Casey DeSmith, where uh, he outweighed mm. him. And uh, I think that's the one where I said DeSmith looked like a turtle on his back or something like that. <laughs> I love it. Let's get more into the chrono- chronological order of how this game unfolded because tomorrow it's going to be more big picture, more what does this mean. The Senators had gone four games plus two periods without allowing a power play a goal against. That's how the game winner was scored tonight but if you're gonna play with fire you might get burned and that's what happens when you put the tampa bay power play on the ice five times tonight six times on saturday so one in 11 that's still good penalty killing but inopportune and maybe a bit too hot of a take from us pilsy speaking of playing with fire asking for andre vasilevsky yeah, but it's not like he completely burned us, right? It's a 2-1 game. The shots were close. Like, you know, if they had uh, totally blown the Sens out or the Sens outshot them like 40 to 30 or something, then yeah. But he wasn't the ultimate factor. Sure, he made some good saves, definitely. But uh, I thought the Sens put forth a good effort here. And they showed that, you know, they might not win every game. But like I said before, the process is what's important this season. And the process was there couple posts as well i want to lead into that however now save the game too goes to anton forsberg on cal foot that parry pass right across and that kept it one nothing after shabbat's unbelievable goal in the first period that extended shabbat's point streak by the way to six games he's got nine points how are you goal and eight assists in his last six games but then they end up allowing the goal. It was Colton. Nice move out of the sideboards. He gets it over to Alex Kalorn backdoor. No chance there. But the second period, the second period, I thought, was starting so well. Great pace. And the fourth line, who TSN just simply won't, whether it's audio or video, they came out and had a couple good shifts. Do you see that play that Ennis made at his own blue line? Did you pick that up? Where no. you know, That was crazy. What did you see there? Well, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what I did, but I remember being like, "Oh boy, the like Tyler Ennis, like, damn, that's a nice move there." And Timmy had one of those too, where normally I'd be pulling my hair out, Ross, him trying to these dangles in his own zone, but he had a nice dangle to break out there. But uh, yeah, I thought they had a, a nice game as well. Didn't I think Tierney hit a post too? Like all four lines, like I don't think one line truly dominated like usual. Like all four lines were buzzing. Oh yeah. And that's a recipe for success, typically. But ah, the Lightning, man, they're a good team. And you knew they weren't going to go down quietly, especially after being embarrassed on the road. That was their only loss on a six-game 
road trip for them. So this is a team that's seven and one now in their last eight games. No shame in losing two to one to the Tampa Bay Lightning on their home ice. I love the the PK as well. This was before the two one goal. They had the the Formanton penalty that they ended up killing off. Nick Paul did a great job killing about 30 seconds there. And then Dylan Gambrell, the pull and drag, just missed it on the blocker side for Vasilevsky. But again, we don't talk about the refs, but we have to talk about the refs. The call on Brady Kachuk was even worse than the one on Thomas Shabbat. Yeah, I don't. it was a tough one for the refs here. And it's unfortunate that that ends up being the difference. And especially like... If you're if you're Brady, that's tough sitting in the box watching Hedman get that. The boys are chirping you in the chat that you're using an LG rumor hotspot right now. As hey, you that's are... a good phone. Don't uh, don't hey. chirp the LG rumor. And this is the first time ever my internet has been bad, so I don't know what's going on. Yo, we got to give. Can we give Parley a link to jump on here? Parley's in the chat. We got to get Parley on, get his take on tonight's game. Maybe Let's his internet it. will be a little bit better than yours too. I'm losing power here. The lights are flickering. What's going on? <laughs> Either it's the hockey gods pissed or, yeah, I think I'm about to lose power here. So we'll so, see how long I can hold on. The wind is wild. Oh, my God. Well, your audio is coming in great, so hopefully everyone's yeah, doing all right. I got a better voice by. than face anyways. There you go. No doubt about that, except now I got to do heavy lifting. I got barely anything. So Brett's saying the wind in Ottawa tonight's wild. So... The mountains interfering with the signals, Cody. Everyone's trying to help you out. That's that's, that's I teammates that. helping Thanks, teammates. Guys. We absolutely love to that. see that. Yeah. Um, so walk us through. They kill off. No, take me through the. What did you see on that Brady Kachuk penalty? Yeah, I don't. I must have missed it. Like I honestly don't know what happened. Yeah, like I didn't see anything on the play. Maybe I was walking to the fridge or something. But yeah, I missed that one. Oh my god! They called it a high stick. He barely. Barely touched him, and the head snaps back. They call that, and uh, it leads to what would eventually be the game-winning goal from Victor Hedman. Not much you can do there in a defensive structure to go out there. He walks in, wires a slap shot upstairs. You know, the first thing I thought of, Ross, is poor Dylan Gambrell. Like, he's the lone <laughs> guy out there, and Hedman has all that time and space to wind up, and you're just expected to stand in front of that one. Like, even the Leams Martian, uh, his boy, can uh, can give Gambrell a pass on that one because – and Hedman gets a good fake too. Like, Gambrell was in the lane, but the fake and then after, you're just like, okay, take your best shot and no chance for Forsberg to stop that. No chance at all. And you know the refs, they felt bad maybe after Austin Watson got another cheeky call at the end of the period. He gets called for boarding, but the boards didn't receive any contact. Anyways, that's a story – for another day but what you do see is the makeup call right away right away 20 seconds in to the penalty they make the call it's four on four to finish the second period third period gets underway and they get another one to me this is the tsn maybe not turning point because they were already chasing the game a little bit but how about the fact that they not only didn't really generate much on the power play but then they didn't get another one for the rest of the game yeah, that was disappointing, especially that five-on-three when they had a decent amount of time there. And as the old saying goes, if you can't score on the five-on-three, you don't deserve to win the game. And they had a decent chance there. And T Timmy almost had a good look back door, but I think it hit off someone's skate in front, and that negated that. But the the camera angle from the boards, watching that, and you saw Timmy's face light up as he went to go shoot the puck before it was even there. But that was a tough one to watch him not get a chance at. We absolutely 
love to start new streaks when one ends. And how about getting a little old-time magic to get the boys back in? So Ottawa Falls, 2-1 the final score in Tampa Bay to a Lightning team that, well, they looked every bit as much as the pundits saw them going into the season. They were a complete wagon there. So we'll get more into that game on tomorrow's Locked On Center. Sorry, I'm... I got to get to Parley, but he's, uh, I don't know if he's here. Is he gone? We changed up there. Well, he oh, is. there he is. There he so is. We've got the man himself, the OG himself, Chris Parliament. If you've listened to the show, <laughs> I know we've got Patrick Weldon in the chat here. Pat's this a blast of the past as we've got Chris Parliament, the co host of Making Sense of the Sense. Parley, what's going on, buddy? Hey, fellas. How's it going? Not too bad. What's going on with you? What were your takeaways from tonight's game? Well, I wanted – it was a good game right up until the end where I thought – I don't know what it is about the Sens. Every time we pull the goalie, it seems just kind of flatline. Uh, Sutsula had a great rush at the end there. Didn't love his game, but Rusko, I was going to throw it into the cat. You kind of threw gauntlet down earlier on Bill Gambrell. Best game in the Sens uniform tonight? Maybe. I mean, he worked his way up to it. Last night he was awesome. Or not last night, but against the Panthers. I thought he was great as well. So he was just continuing to me what's being built up as a guy who's definitely overtaken Chris Tierney on this yeah. depth chart. And, man, I don't know. I have no problem with him playing a regular role in this team throughout the rest of the season. What about you, Pills? Yeah, I mean, he's a good defensive center. Uh, definitely he's one of those guys where he had a nice chance to I think Mete set him up and uh, he just missed the net there, which would have been nice to get get at least a shot on goal. But for the role that Gambrell's in and they need a guy that they can just be like, all right, maybe you're not going to score a bunch, if at all, but we know you're going to be able to shut down other teams' lines and put him out there with Nick Paul and then a guy with uh, some physical grit and a nose for blocking the puck in Austin Watson. And you got yourselves making of a good line. Yeah, certainly. So let's see what they can do there. Parley, what's your Send Central standout tonight, too? We we need your Send Central standout, Parley. It has to be Connor Brown. Like, the guy just creates chances. And you know what caught me kind of nice. during this game was, like, you know, you look at these these teams that had so much success in the last couple of years, and obviously that's highlighted by a Tampa Bay Lightning team that's won back-to-back ups. But they built from their core. And you just look and... You know, so many players are there that are key players in this lineup. But if you look back at what the Sens kind of given up in this rebuild, imagine the key players that were could have been there. And I had Mark Stone and John Gabriel Pajot spraying my head. And, you know, I've been reading everything up on the potential 2022 Team Canada lineup. But and a lot of made about the Selkie line, apparently, like, possibly happened. But imagine as Jean-Gabriel Pajot marks own and now Connor Brown sells you. It seems like each time a guy graduates off this team, another steps up in a two-way role, and that's Connor Brown. Like, every time he's on the ice, I notice him. All right, yeah, I like that too. Parley, we love you. Audio's brutal. We got to get you on with the uh, with your mic. We know you still got it hidden there somewhere, but we absolutely yeah, love to see – we absolutely love to see Parley back on the Locked On Senators feed. Parley, thanks for stopping by, man. Let's do this sooner rather than later. 
All right, Parley or Pilsy. Oh my God, that was a blast. Not this again. Oh boy. <laughs> no, we. I know exactly. I lived like two years. It felt like a million when I was trying to separate you two. But yeah. if only I put it in the chat too. I said all we needed was Parley's video and your audio, and we'd be laughing. But the bottom line is the win. Hey, it's still five wins in seven games. You're still yeah. feeling good if you're an oh, Ottawa man. Senators fan. Before we get out of here, following a two-one Senators loss. On the road to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who was your Sun Central standout tonight? It's Anton Forsberg. I mean, this guy needs to be given the bike helmet again. <laughs> Even though no bike helmet after losses. I though. know, but I'm just saying those are that like that's a game where he could have had a W. Like he kept his team in the game there, and like we talked about, those two goals he let in not his fault at all. So he was just another good game of getting in front of the shots, no rebounds and anything the Tampa Bay Lightning were cooking up. He was getting a pad on and making a real good chance for him to make a save there. So Anton Forsberg was my guy. Brett's coming with the daily Claude Giroux bump. We're going to will this into existence. Yes. Hey, since fans willed in Claude Giroux or sorry, willed in Matthew Shane. See, I'm already Freudian slip there. They're going to do it. Let's get back to our, uh, Boom, look at that, because I want to get to our Send Central standout for myself. And that was just to lead into this last play before we get off here. Brady Kachuk, like the awareness to throw that puck on net when he knew Vasilevsky wasn't going to be paying attention. Yeah. I thought that was worthy of a shout out in itself, because if that goes in, it's a completely different game. Everyone right in the chat, who's your Send Central standouts? That's going to be a big theme of our postcast. Following each and every game. Still 5-3 and three in the postcast era. We're still feeling we'll good about that. Nikita Zaitsev's injury, as George Phillip points out, likely an opportunity now yep. for Jacob Bernard Docker on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean, you hate to see these kinds of things create opportunities for the young guys, but hey, JBD can slide into Zaitsev's spot with Shabbat, and we'll see how that goes, because I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, we're seeing a few Shabbats in the chat. We're seeing yeah, Alex Formington, who... Forming nice, too. Shocker, he gets put with Tim Stutzla. He looks like a different player now. Yeah, that was the right move. And Stutzla still needs some work on the face-offs, but I'm liking that line more and more. And the chemistry, uh, we're talking about pairs that have chemistry. Formington and Brown, those guys are just clicking out there. Whether it's even strength or on the PK, wow. Yes, and Tim Stutzla, another good game from him. I thought yep. he had his best chance was in the second. He got a puck with speed, and he, it was such a quick release, but he just missed the net. So, I him and Formanton, they're looking good together. So, we'll see if they can continue that. I don't think there's much DJ Smith is going to have to do here to change his lines other than, of course, the injury replacement for Nikita Zaitsev. But in all seriousness, yeah, I have Brady Kachuk as a guy who stood out just for that one play, a couple big hits as well, three shots, but – we got to be honest. If it's a Sen Central standout, I'm with the guys in the chat. It's Thomas Shabbat, first goal yeah. of the season of the highlight reel variety. Four shots on goal, two hits, a block, over 30 minutes of ice time, and just the poise that you've come to expect so from number 72. All right. Really appreciate. Hey, how about or some reaction to Parley? We know the audio wasn't perfect, but winning streak over. But what do you think about getting Godet in there in replacing of Chris Tierney on Saturday night? I, I don't mind that at all. Like, uh, you know, Tierney's kind of looked a little dry lately. Uh, he hasn't had the puck luck that he had at the start of the season. So give Goddard another chance. Other than his kind of defensive lapses and those two terrible plays, I thought he had some jump to his offensive game and might add some scoring touch to the second power play. I mean, might as well give him a chance. He's here. Try it. 
And Brett, I do believe we will see Philip Gustafson on Saturday. Great run for Forsberg. Not taking anything away from him, but I think it's time to get your other goalie in the mix. Yeah, you don't want to get him too cold, especially a young goalie like that. So definitely, I think that's the right play. All right, let's get a go sense go in the chat. Thanks, everyone, for stopping by. We knew it was heating up after wins, but we appreciate you coming win, lose, or draw. Yeah. You're true fans of Locked On Senators. Really appreciate it. Nonetheless, no, we're happy to be here with you after each and every game. We're going to be with you more. We've got some great topics, actually, for tomorrow's Locked On Senators. So stay tuned for that. Going to drop around 1 p.m. Eastern, maybe a little earlier, under promise, over deliver. But for Brandon <laughs> Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the postcast presented by Locked On Senators following a 2-1 Sens loss in Tampa to the Lightning.